You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How are you? How the hell is everybody doing? You all good? I've always thought that a show would be a lot better if you can hear the host. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what happened there. Um, but we're all good now. We're all good now. And you know what? We're all good now. Game two tonight in the West. Last night, another horrible game in the NBA with Miami and Boston. I think the Heat are in a lot of trouble. I really do. I think I think Boston is, when you look at the rosters, I think Boston's a little bit better. Uh Miami could be in a lot of trouble here hitting the road now for games three and four. They got annihilated last night. They got annihilated last night. All right, Will Zalatoris leading the PGA by one at eight under par. Again, the West, Dallas, I can't imagine them shooting as bad as they did in game one. So keep that in mind. All right, let's get to some phone calls. Let's get this show rolling here. And why don't we start with uh, Nando? Nando, uh, how are you today, sir? How's it going, Grant? You had me worried there for a couple minutes. <laughs> you had me worried, too. I had no idea that uh, no one could hear me. Uh, my Bluetooth got disconnected without me knowing it. But I'm back. I'm all good. What can I do for you, buddy? It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> Likewise, my brother. Likewise. Man, can you tell me how does a playoff team in the Eastern Conference Finals get smacked like that on your home floor? Like, is it is should I be concerned? Because I'm, yes. I'm honestly yes. concerned. I'm honestly concerned. You, well, you better be concerned. Uh, I think you. I think the Heat are in a lot of trouble. I thought. Listen, without Horford uh, and Smart, the Celtics had the lead at halftime. Jimmy Butler saved them with the big third quarter. But I think that gave Boston some confidence. Now they get their guys back. They're going home. You should be very concerned. Very concerned heading into Boston for games three and four. Absolutely, you should be concerned. And I am, and I am, especially because you you know better than anybody, role players at home. That's a real thing. Am I right? Yep, absolutely. So, so uh, I'm expecting Grant Williams to have a big game three and four. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, all of these guys. So I'm worried. And another thing, I'm worried uh, from a Heat's perspective. I, I'm curious to hear your take on this. Bam Adebayo, he is such a special, talented player. He's so gifted. He can. He's amazing at defense. Don't get me wrong, but he just—I don't know what it is. He just does not want to be aggressive. He's barely taking shots. I mean, one game—he's yeah. had, I think, ten shot attempts in these two games, and he's supposed yep. to be our second best player. I mean, he's got to be more aggressive. Am I right? One hundred percent, absolutely, does have to be more aggressive. You know, what's interesting. Before this series started, I talked to a guy 
that covers uh, all of the games for Boston, but he doesn't work for the Celtics. He covers uh, both the NFL and the NBA, and he's one of the most knowledgeable people that I've ever spoken to. I mean, the guy knows everything about, uh, and he talks to coaches. He talks, I mean, the guy is great. And he, he told me he thought Boston was going to win this series because he thought that they were going to out-physical Miami and that by the time this series got over, that they would wear down the heat, particularly Jimmy Butler. Now, I can't make that observation based on two games, but Bam Adebayo does have to get more aggressive offensively. I'm just looking at the matchups here, and without Kyle Lowry, who's now missed eight of ten games, and listen, Miami's played well when he's been out, but I think when you break it down, when you're at this level, okay, when you're in the conference finals and you're missing a guy that's led a team along, let's be honest, with, you know, Kawhi Leonard. But, I mean, Kyle Lowry was the point guard. I really believe they're missing that. Uh, that I, I don't think people are talking about that enough. I particularly think that's a significant absence for the Miami Heat. I, I agree with you 100%. I see he's now – he's listed as questionable, I believe, for games three and four yep. for the rest of the series. But, you, you know, it's a 1-1 series. You're going on the road to Boston. He's coming off the hamstring. He's a little bit older. He hasn't been yep. – hasn't had a playoff rhythm in him. How much can we honestly expect? This is – man, Grant, I'm stressed out. I know. You know, I think you and I talked about this when – and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when they signed Kyle Lowry – the one thing that concerned me about that and this Heat team, they were a little long in the tooth, and I was a little concerned. I love Lowry. I told you I love Lowry, but I also said I'm a little worried about a long season and what happens when we get to the springtime uh, when the playoffs start, and here we are, and he's got a hamstring issue. That would that would concern me uh, that he's questionable, and you expect him to step on the floor and be Kyle Lowry and not have a setback. I think that's unrealistic. So yeah. I don't you – know, listen, I'm not in the training room. You're not in the training room. But hamstrings are hamstrings. He's not 20 years old anymore. That's That would be a big concern for me if I'm looking at this from Eric Spolster's point of view. Yeah, absolutely. And I went to game three in Philly of the previous round where, you know, Lowry was out and then he came back for that game three and then they shut him down again. That game yep. three, he looked – he looked bad. I mean, he had no legs under him. He was kind of pacing. It wasn't really like full, full on go. I think he was 0 of 6 from 3. And honestly, the Heat fans started to question, is it is it better to even play without Kyle Lowry because of the injury? So, I mean, hey, I guess we'll see how it goes. It's 1-1 at the end of the day, but man, it doesn't feel good from a Heat's perspective. No, well, I mean, it goes without saying. I mean, not that I have to tell you this or anyone else. <laughs> Miami better figure out a way to win one of these two games or they're not going to win the series. I mean, they're just not. They absolutely have to figure out a way to go up and win a game uh, in their building. And I- I'm not I'm not very optimistic based on what I've seen in the first two games. I mean, Butler was Superman in game one in that third quarter. Is he going to have to be Superman every quarter for the Miami Heat uh, to win a game up there? And you're right about Adebayo. But, you know, you know the one thing about Miami, too uh, – they didn't shoot the ball well from downtown uh, until I think they got back to Miami for that game five. All right. And they started shooting better from three and six. I mean, they got to hit their threes too, but you're right about Bam out of bio. It's a very good point uh, that you made. But with all of that said, you know, I think if Boston plays their a game, I think Miami's in a lot of trouble. You know, if, if, if they catch Boston where they're a little bit off, then, yeah, I could see Miami winning a game up there. But I expect Boston to play very well in both games three and four. I'd be surprised that Boston does not play well in both these games. 
Yeah, I agree with you. If there's any chance we got, we got to steal one on their home floor. If not, going down 3-1, yep. coming back to my You're done. Uh, yep. Yeah, unfortunately. Man, nice talking to you, Grant, for sure, man. Mando, looking, forward, looking forward for the rest of the show today. You have a great weekend, buddy. You as well, bud. I appreciate it. All right, again, I thank for everyone's patience. I was not aware that uh, for the first few minutes of my show that uh, I was – not on with a Bluetooth uh, disconnection, but that's okay. It's all good now with Eli. Hello, Eli. Welcome to the show. Hey, Grant. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Eli, what's up? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah, glad that I can hear you again as well. So, <laughs> um, yes. so yeah, I mean, I know both of us have watched basketball games and postseason games for a very long time. Have you ever seen a situation with this many blowouts in a postseason? No, right now it's the third most uh, blowouts in NBA playoff history of games of 25 points or more. Third most, and we still have a round and a, and a half to go. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I've never seen anything like this. And I, I guess it's probably just the fact that all these teams are shooting threes all day long. And then if yep. one team goes four for 20, then it's over, right? Amen. 100% correct. Absolutely correct. Yep. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's super unfortunate because, you know, I'm used to seeing a lot of close playoff games and now it's like, you know, but I usually will say, hey, I'll tune into a game in the second half and by the time it gets to the second half, the game's already over. So I'm sure that's that's being reflected in the ratings as well, right? I think it's an I think it's an indictment of how the game's played right now. The game has gotten completely carried away with three point shooting and I think it's really diminished the game myself. I really believe it's really hurt the game. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, hey, I got one other question for you, switching yep. gears a little bit into NBA ownership. Um, you're going to know a lot more about this, obviously, than me or anyone else. But the way that teams are owned, specifically, you know, Vivek and with other teams, with other owners that are not great, how is it that they have that much more power over their organization than, for example, any other industry? Because, like, with Apple, you know, they have the board of directors yeah. and they can oust them. Sure. Why is it with NBA owners you don't have, like, checks and balances there? Great question. I'm going to put you back in the audience just because of uh, uh, some background noise. Okay, so thank you very much. Um, Because they have a contract that lists them as managing general partner. And in their contract, it gives them the autonomy. It gives them the uh, power to run the franchise and be the final say and the ultimate say in anything that occurs with the franchise. It's almost like a dictatorship, all right? What they say goes. Like, for instance, give you a great example. This week alone, Vivek Ranadive has named his daughter the assistant general manager of the Stockton Kings. I will 100% guarantee you that no one else was involved in that decision, okay? I will also 100% tell you this because I know it to be factual that one of the edicts from Vivek Ranadive to any of the three finalists, Steve Clifford, Mark Jackson, and Mike Brown, were that Doug Christie had to be part of the coaching staff. It was a non-negotiable item. All right. So no one else was involved in that. And Vivek can do what he wants. If Vivek wants to have his daughter take over and be the general manager instead of Monty McNair tomorrow, he could do that. And nobody could say a word. Now, I know that's not going to happen, but I'm using a far extreme example. The question, Eli, or the answer to your question is the way the contract reads in the NBA. It's the same reason why James Dolan is still the owner of the New York Knicks. 
because the NBA can't do anything. Even though he's been a horrible owner for the Knicks, the number one market where the franchise has been dismal for most of his tenure, the NBA can't do anything. They can't. So unless you break the law or you are caught on video, similarly to what Donald Sterling went through, the league and the rest of the ownership group is powerless to remove an owner from their position as managing general partner. Now, there are ways to influence an owner to change how they go about doing their business, but that's all it is. It would be an influence. Uh, There's nothing that any of the minority owners can do, and trust me, they're frustrated. I know they are because I've spoken to them. There are very few people, very few. As a matter of fact, you can count them on one hand. In the entire Sacramento Kings organization that are pleased with the way that Vivek Ranadive runs the organization. That's just the truth. All right. That's just the way it is. But everyone is powerless because he has full control and power of the team. That's the way it is. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Let's get to Ryan. Hello, Ryan. How are you? What's going on, Grant? How you doing? It's uh, nice to have you back. Napenstein was kind of creeping me out there a little bit for the first two minutes of the show. I, you know what? I don't know what was going on. Um, I thank, thankfully uh, figured it out thanks to Nando sending me a message, and I turned my Bluetooth off, turned it right back on, and we were good to go. So we're all good. What can I do for you? Hey, um, I wanted to have a little fun since it's a Friday. You know, Ross Colton's uh, game-winning goal for the Lightning was 3.8 seconds yep. left in the playoffs. NHL yep. last night was pretty exciting. So it kind of got me thinking, what do you think is the most exciting play in playoff pro- professional sports? you think it's a NBA buzzer beater? you think it's a walk-off home run in the MLB? Do you think it's a Hail Mary? in the NFL, or do you think that it's, you know, uh, uh, two out? I think, it would, I think it would be a penalty shot in overtime game in the playoffs in hockey. So I, I we've talked about playoff hockey, but if you had the chance to call any of those three things, what would be the one that you oh, would hockey. have your you know, I, hockey? And, and the, night and day uh, above any other sport hockey in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And I will tell you this, and I don't normally say this, you know me, all right? I don't, I don't normally talk about myself. I don't normally brag, but I can guarantee you this, okay? I could do a much better job than a lot of the announcers we've heard announcing hockey on ESPN in these playoffs. Some of the announced teams have been <laughs> dreadful. Uh, they've been horrible. I'll tell you who did a great job, who I was very proud of, uh, because he's a very good all-around announcer, and I had never heard him do hockey before, but Bob Wachusen, uh Bob Wachusen is the uh, radio voice of the Jets. He's also uh, doing coverage right now uh, on the PGA. And Bob did a great job calling some of the hockey games. But I will tell you, some of the hockey announcers that ESPN has used, particularly in the first round, were absolutely awful. It was embarrassing. You know, you go from TNT and TBS with their announced crews to ESPN, and it's the difference between night and day. So I, I could do hockey. Uh, that's always been my best sport. And I. Again, I'm blessed that I got a chance to do the NHL for a couple games in uh, the 95 season for the Sharks. But I I would do hockey in a heartbeat. And um, 
I would, I'd work for free actually, if I could call the national hockey league. Well, I didn't get a chance to hear the games, but I'm sure they were good. I mean, how hard is it? And tell me if I'm taking up too much time. How hard is it to follow the puck when you're doing play by play? with? Hockey? It's not hard. If you know the game, uh, it's really not some of the, 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 some of the difficult situations, some of the arenas for hockey that you announce in, uh, you're up all the way at the top of the building. Uh, so you anticipate where the puck's going because you know the game and you watch the game. I've never had a problem following the puck. So the the biggest uh, the biggest and I want to I don't want to call obstacle, but the biggest challenge in hockey is you absolutely have to know name to number instantaneously when you're announcing hockey because you do not have time to look down on your roster in the middle of the play. So you have to have uh, name to number completely memorized on both rosters. Now, if you're doing your team, then you know it. But if you're doing another team, you absolutely have to know that number four is so-and-so and and number 22 is so-and-so instantaneously. You do not have time to look down on the roster. So I would think uh, that is one of the biggest challenges. And another challenge, if you're up very high, sometimes it's very difficult to read the numbers on the jersey. So that's when you need to know the lines because most hockey teams have the same lines uh, out on the ice all the time. So they'll use four lines of three and three lines of defensemen. Sometimes they'll show it up to three lines and two lines, you know, in the third period. But generally speaking, those are the two things in hockey. But following a puck, I've never had a problem. If you know the game, if you've been a hockey fan, that's really not that, that's not really that hard. Very interesting. So does that mean you don't have a spotter typically when you're no, broadcasting you hockey? No, you don't. A spotter would be worthless in hockey because a spotter wouldn't have. You would have. A, what's a spotter going to do in the middle of the play? I mean, the the, the play is too fast. Uh, a spotter would do nothing other than get in my way. I would never want a spotter in hockey. Uh, I, I I don't even know if there is such a thing as a spotter in hockey. To be honest with you. Very good. Well, hey, um, I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Um, you too. Thank- Thanks for the show and uh, be listening. Have yep. a great one. Hey, you too. Take care. You too. So very good. Great question uh, about, you know, the sports. I would think, you know, I think sudden death in an NFL playoff game is unbelievably exciting. Um, you know, Hail Marys that end games. Yes. But, I mean, each sport has its own niche you know a walk-off home run i mean i've interviewed joe carter numerous times i mean think about what he did you know his game-winning home run you know to end the world series and give toronto their first championship you know that doesn't really get much better than that so it's a very good question though excellent question all right why don't we move along we get to uh, some more phone calls here on this friday edition of listen app and we will get Rachel up on stage. Rachel, hit your microphone icon, and then you'll see a little green dot come up. And that way I will be able to uh, communicate with you. So once you just locate that little microphone on your device, you just hit that, and then you and I will be able to uh, have a conversation. All right, Rachel, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do while you look for that. I'm gonna put you back in the audience, and then we can do it all over again once you just get familiar with your device and hitting that uh, icon. Again, tonight, game two, Dallas uh, and 
Golden State. I don't believe you'll see the Mavs shoot as poorly as they did in game one. If they do, you'll have another, you know, blowout loss. I don't know if Dallas will win tonight, uh, but I certainly expect them to play a lot better. I expect them to play uh, a lot better. So we've had a couple of real good questions already here on the uh, Friday edition of Listen App. We'd love to hear you coming up next. So all you got to do is uh, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you right on. You have hard to believe that we're already, I mean, I can't believe this, that next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Where, where on earth does the time go? It is freaking May 20th. Now, I did a rant on this today, and I would love to get your take. I have always been a critic of studio shows in sports going out into a live audience. I think it's the most ridiculous, stupid thing. I used to tell the folks that televised the Kings games how absurd their live shows on the concourse were with the fans behind the talent. I used to say, turn your talent around. You got a beautiful state-of-the-art arena. Turn your talent around so that the court and the arena is their background and shoot the fans coming in and out of commercial break. All right? That is just, to me, TV 101. But, oh, no, they want the intoxicated fans, the excited fans, the fans making faces, the fans with stupid signs, behind the talent, acting like idiots on the screen, so that when you are trying to hear what the talent is saying, either you can't or you're too damn distracted by somebody that wants to act like a fool on camera. All right? So I did a rant on this this morning. TNT gets what they get for taking their show out of a controlled environment and putting it out in the crowd. All right? And you heard what happened. A couple of things happened. Now, I have the utmost respect for Charles Barkley. I love the man. I have just a, I, I love being around him. Uh, he does so many things for people and so many good deeds that you never hear about. He's just, he has a heart just like you cannot believe. But I got on him on my rant this morning. I thought what he said to the heckler before game one is 100% crossing the line unacceptable and uncalled for. It's not funny, okay? Even though there were those in the uh, crowd that you could see laughing, it's not funny, all right? There's a better way to go after your hecklers than saying what Charles did. It's wrong. It's a bad look for TNT. It's a bad look for Charles. But TNT gets what they get. If you're going to take your studio show out of a controlled environment, and you're going to put your studio outside where the fans are, then you get what you get. All right? I don't feel sorry for you. These network sports executives that think they got to reinvent the freaking wheel. Keep it simple. I'm tuning into your show to hear what your analysts have to say, your studio host. Okay? I'm not tuning into the show to see some nitwit making faces and acting like a fool because they can see themselves on camera and they want everyone to see how stupid they look. That's not why I'm watching the studio show, okay? So 
You want to bring your show out to have Charles Barkley antagonize the fans by talking about how much he hates San Francisco, then that's what you get. That's what you get. You're going to get the chance from the fans, and you deserve that. So I have no sympathy at all for what happened the other night before game one. But Charles Barkley is out of line, and nothing will happen to him. But, I mean, to make a comment like that is – and I know Charles doesn't care. I know Charles well enough. He doesn't care. All right? I can guarantee it didn't bother Charles one bit. But it was wrong. Okay? It's wrong. It's just flat out wrong. Uh, I don't think it's funny. You know, I don't think it's justified. I don't think you can say, well, it's Charles just being Charles. No, it's not just, you, you know, you can't just do that. You know, at some point, enough is enough. And again, I, I, this is someone coming, um, it's coming from someone that loves the man. And if he was standing in front of me right now, I would tell him the same thing. I would say, Charles, come on. You can't say that. And he'd be like, yeah, I can. I'd go, Charles, that's a bad look. You're Charles Barkley. All right, you're working on TNT. All right, you can't say that to a fan. All right, you just can't. He's like, the hell I can't. Yes, I can. I'm like, Charles, it's a it's a bad look for you. You're better than that, Charles. I know you. I know you're trying to be funny, but sometimes it's not funny. That's how I see it. All right, if you want to comment on that, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will uh, put you right on. Again, basketball tonight coming up at 6 o'clock Pacific, game two with Dallas and Golden State, the Rangers and the Hurricanes from Carolina, and Edmonton and Calgary, both home teams, up one love in that best of seven series. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Why don't we get to uh, some more phone calls right here on this Friday edition of Listen Up. Hope you're on your way to a fabulous weekend. And we say hello to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Grant. How you doing? Good. What's up, Jeff? Hey, you know, that Charles, I heard your rant today and then the Charles thing. You know, it's just a clear case. You know, I like Charles. I mean, straight. But it's another clear case of double standards in the media. I mean, of course there is. If you had said that or, you know, any other Caucasian, uh, I don't even know if I should go there. If they would have said that, be fired immediately. No, if if, that's correct, they would be they would be they would not be allowed to go on and do their job. That's correct. They would be removed before the show began. That is 100 percent correct. Yeah, they would be taken off the set, intermission or whatever, you know. The but 
you know, and, and like I heard Beverly, Pat, Patrick Beverly on the Chris Paul thing and what he was saying, then I heard him interviewed afterwards saying how Chris Paul's untouchable because he was a ex-president of the Players Association. But right, yeah, I heard him. Yeah, but when you when you say something, you know, about him, you know, everybody gets all up in arms and then, but they're allowed to criticize each other. But again, if a commentator of a certain color uh, says something, it's automatically racist, you know? Well, I, you know, I, I got into this uh, either earlier in the week or last week, I came down hard on Draymond Green uh, for basically insinuating that Christopher Mad Dog Russo is a racist for something that happened when he was nine years old. Uh, because of a comment that he made on ESPN's first take with J.J. Redick and Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, our country, uh, you know, it, I wasn't going to go here today, but I will. All right. I'll tell you, you know what the saddest thing is this week? I'll tell you, you're, you're not going to be able to guess. So uh, I'll give you a chance to answer. But I'm going to tell you what I think is the saddest thing that happened this week, other than people losing their lives in our tragic shootings. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So Bronny James, LeBron James' son. Okay, goes to the prom and puts his prom photos and his date to the prom was a white girl. Okay, the outrage media from both verified users and unverified users attacking a 16 year old young man, a black young man taking a white girl to the prom. The comments were despicable. They were disgusting. They were so out of line and appalling. And it just makes me understand once again that in 2022, and it goes back to a conversation I had on this podcast with Dusty Baker when we talked about what it was like going to the South in the late 60s as a black man. And he gave some stories. And after he was done, my follow up question was Dusty, fast forward now to 2021 because it was 2021 do you feel or it was 2020 actually i said dusty do you feel things are better now and he said in some ways yes but in a lot of ways no it's not any better than it was during that period of time in the late 60s and you know what i cannot walk in dusty baker's shoes but i have ears i have eyes oh yeah and by the way i talked to many many, many people where I live now in South Florida that are people of color. I've been very open and very honest with this. Most of my friends here in South Florida are people of color. And I say people of color because some don't want to be referred to as African-American because they're not. Others don't want to be referred to as black. I went out with a couple. They were both podiatrists. Um, They uh, live Uh, in North Miami, and we went to Key West uh, with a group of people a couple of weeks ago, and we were chatting. And I I had just met this lady, Sharon, and her husband, Cher. And I said, let me ask you something. I said, how, and and I will tell you, her skin complexion was very dark. So I asked, I said, hey, I'm just curious, because I've had this conversation with other people. I go, would you be, would you like to be referred to if we're just talking about, um, you know, what your ethnicity is, what black, African-American, she goes, no, I'm neither. And I'm like, you're neither? She goes, no, I'm Latin. She goes, I'm from Panama. I'm not black and I'm not African-American. I said, wow, that is very interesting. And she proceeded to give me a 10-minute education on this, the topic. And so 
So I'm going to go back to the, what I saw on social media this week from both verified users and unverified users. The fact that in America, in 2022, a young black man cannot take a white girl to the prom without vile, vicious attacks is an indictment of how far we need to go in this country. It was despicable. It was wrong. And it was, it made me, it, I got, I was disgusted by what I saw on right. social media. It well, was horrible. You know what they call that, right? You know what, what do they, they call that? It's reverse discrimination. That's what's going on now. And they want to separate all the races and well, they want to create, they terrible. want to create animosity and strife between, they, they're not happy with everybody just getting along. And that's why they're just, I don't know. Hey, we're they, just, they, they just want to alienate everybody. They were calling this girl who no one knew a gold digger. Okay. Oh. They were, they, they were in, Oh, it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Uh, and then more comments, even verified users, you know, you should be taking a, you know, a, a person that looks like you to the prom. And why are you taking just a white gold digger? And all she wants is your money and uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was disgusting. It was such, it was so horrible. It was terrible. awful. Terrible. I mean, it's like going back to the late 50s, early 60s. You know, It's awful. Our, our country is so messed up. It is so divided. There are so many issues in this country that I really don't believe that are gonna, I'm going to see any light at the end of the tunnel in the rest of my life. Uh, and this is just one area, one area that is so – our country is so divided right now, both politically – and 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 I didn't want to say in terms of race, but when I see these type of things happen, then it leads me to believe, yeah, we are still so divided racially in this country that it is beyond belief that in 2022 this country can be as messed up as it is. And let's not kid anyone; our country is messed up right now. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, you have a good weekend. You too, Grant. Bye. And I and listen, I, I see a lot of great things. And I when I talk to my friends down here in Miami, and we talk about every single topic that comes up. Do you know that a lot of my friends down here have told me, it goes, hey, we're our own worst enemy. And I'm like, really? They go, oh, yeah, we are our own worst enemy with a lot of issues involving race. And I'm just like fascinated when they tell me that. Because if I would say that, then I, I would be, I'm racist, okay? Or I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about because I've had these conversations over and over and over again with a variety of people of color from different backgrounds, different parts of the world, okay? Uh, different genders. I mean, I've, I've had hours and hours and hours and hours of conversations about all of these things. And I've had multiple conversations telling me, yeah, we're our own worst enemy in a lot of these things. And I, I can't disagree with that. I can't say that, but I can't really disagree with that in, in, in certain instances. I really can't. But what happened with LeBron James' son and his date to the prom as two 16-year-olds is just an absolute sad-ass indictment of what's wrong with our country when it comes to race. Just one more example of what's wrong. Horrible.
Absolutely horrible. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up with Eli. Hello, Eli. Hey, Graham. Sorry about the uh, noise earlier. I'm in a public room. It's better or not no now. Problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I saw those, um, LeBron's son, uh, photos and I, I had no idea about, um, you know, the issues surrounding it that you just discussed now. I really had no idea. That's definitely very unfortunate. Um, so there's Horrible. definitely a lot of, yeah, it, it is. And I, I agree with you completely. So there's definitely some room for pessimism in that sense when you see some things like that. But would you say that you still see some notes of optimism buried somewhere underneath here, like in, whether it's in your personal life without going into detail about maybe some professional pursuits you have or otherwise, do you ever see any room for hope or anything that might be going the other way? Absolutely, I, I do give hope. And that's a fabulous question. Uh, I'm really hoping to take this uh, show, which right now is still in its uh, baby steps. And I'm talking about both my podcast and this show and going, uh, high up the ladder, so to speak. And when I get to that point, and I'm hoping it's going to be in the next couple of months, uh, I'm going to be talking about all kinds of topics on my shows, not just sports. And uh, they're going to, I'm, I'm going to try to open up people's eyes and not be afraid to talk about quote unquote, delicate topics that might offend people. Uh, they need to be talked about. We need to hear the truth. Uh, we need to stop with the woke BS in our country uh, because there's too much of that going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm working on something right now I can't really talk about. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition. I hope it does. But if it does, uh, that's going to be what the, my life, that's going to be the next direction of my broadcasting life. That's what I want to do. Okay, that's good. That, so there is some optimism there. So one other quick question on that yep. same note, and you know, feel free to not, you don't need to go into specifics or feel free to not answer at all. But do you think that in the last two years, since all that unfortunate situation went down with you, do you think that have some people maybe reached out to you that felt like they couldn't have before? Or have some people apologized or have some people just kind of come around now two years later where now that things are a little bit, would you say that you've seen that a little bit or not? I haven't had anyone apologize to me uh, at all. Not one person has apologized to me. I have had many, 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 many people tell me that they feel awful for me and that what happened to me was wrong. Um, I had lunch when I was in Sacramento three weeks ago with Jerry Reynolds and one other individual who I'm not going to mention by name because of what his job was. He just retired in Sacramento. Uh, he had a very... Uh, I would say he had a very important job uh, and is extremely well connected in the area. And he told me, and it's the first time I had talked to him in about six months. And he said to me, he goes, I know you probably already know this, but he goes, in the last two years, I haven't had one person in any of my circle, both people I know or don't know, when your name comes up that I said, oh yeah, I agree with what happened to him, not one. So when I hear things like that, it makes me feel good. It validates that I should not ever be sorry for what I said. I'm never gonna be sorry for what I said. That's how I was raised. That's what I always was taught, both in my house and at my church, that all lives matter, every single one. I've said this since I lost my job. The very first principle in my church, there are seven principles to being a Unitarian. And the first principle is the inherent worth and dignity of every person. That was taught to us 
in Sunday school when we didn't even know what the words meant. Okay. And we had to be explained what that meant because we didn't understand what that meant because we didn't, I remember, we didn't understand what dignity meant. We didn't understand what inherent worth meant. So we were taught in very basic terms at a very young age about equality and everything. And that's, that's, so, you know, I'm never going to apologize for saying all lives matter, every single one, but we go around in circles here. There are, you asked me a very interesting question. Nobody's apologized to me, but I've had many people that don't know me that I've met in Miami. Nobody knows me down here. Again, I've said this for the last two years. I have not met one person that goes, oh, that's Grant Napier. So I don't deal with that down here. I have talked to some people and when they find out who I am and what happened to me, they're like, oh yeah, I heard about your story, okay? But the conversations we have are generic and organic. I shouldn't say generic, they're organic because they start from the very ground floor where there's no no preconceived notions about me or what I've done or what I've said. And again, I have the most amazing uh, friendships down here. And again, most of my friends down here are people of color. I, 90%, 95% of my friends. I mean, if you look at all my pictures, and I don't even, I haven't even put any pictures out on social media because I know what people are going to say. They're going to, oh, well, gee, Grant's just grandstanding. He's just acting. He's just trying to say, oh, gee, look, you know, here are all my black friends. That's not how I operate. I haven't put them out on social media because I don't even want to go there. But I, I, I know who my friends are. But, you know, it, we... I don't know everything. I've learned a lot. I educate myself by asking questions. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that. I think that there are too many people in this country that are afraid to ask questions. Hey, there's nothing wrong with a question if you don't know the answer. Ask the question and become educated. I talked about the story, reaching out to a person that followed me on social media, Sarah, who, by the way, has called the show. And I noticed that on social media, she was transgender. So I, I sent her a direct message and I said, hey, would it be all right if we talked? I'd like to get your perspective on what's going on with Leah Thomas, the swimmer at Penn, because I I, I, I can't walk in your shoes or I, I'd like to get some more knowledge. And you know what? We had a phenomenal conversation on the phone for about a half hour. She and I now will exchange messages back and forth and you know, had I not taken the first step and said, hey, I want to educate myself and talk to a, someone that's transgender, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have now. So I don't know why so many people in this country are afraid to reach out and talk to somebody that doesn't look like them, doesn't sound like them, blah, blah, blah. Too many people in this country are afraid to do that. I don't really understand why. I really don't. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Grant. I, I, I really hope we get to a place where people can just ask each other questions and have an open dialogue like you do on this show and like you do in your personal life, obviously. So I was just hoping that we're getting closer to that. But I don't know. I guess we're not. the verdict is the, the jury's still out. Of, you know, maybe maybe you think we're not. I hope I hope we get there. Though. Thanks very much for the call. I really appreciate that. You have a great Thanks, weekend. Grant. You too. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When, when I say we're not getting there, there's certain areas we're bridging the gap. And in certain areas, the divide is growing. And when I see the outrage from so many people, because LeBron James' 16-year-old son took a white girl to the prom, that just kind of sets me back. And like, gee, we still, no, we're not, we're not improving in a lot of areas. It's just... Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just it's a sad, sad commentary when something like that occurs and there's that much venom and hostility from people because a sixteen year old son of a well known athlete is taking a sixteen year old white gal of the prom and people among other things are calling her a gold digger. I mean you just really can't make it up. You really can't. All right. Uh, Zalatoris and Pereira are now at eight under par at the PGA Championship. Justin Thomas currently in third at six under par as the uh, second round of the PGA Championship is still going on uh, at Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. And again, the cut line is projected and probably in all likelihood will be four over par. All right. And Tiger Woods, by the way, is uh, within the cut line at four over par with three holes left. So he'll be around for the weekend if he goes even or better. All right. Again, the leaders are at eight under with Zalatoris. Uh, and Pereira. All right, tonight, game two, the Warriors and the Mavs. I really appreciate the patience for the first couple minutes of the show when uh, I thought I was on, but I was not on. But I'm glad that we got that all corrected. Uh, Coming up on Monday, just to give you a little forecast, at 10 a.m. Pacific, I will be on with Larry Kruger on Larry Kruger's YouTube live channel. I've really enjoyed doing that show with Larry. And, you know, who knows? You know, maybe that will turn into something big. Larry, obviously, with his uh, Bay Area support, my support in the greater uh, Sacramento area, we're getting excellent feedback uh, to doing that show once a week. I've really enjoyed doing it and uh, hope that we can continue that. That's going to be Monday on Larry Kruger's uh, YouTube live channel. I will put out uh, the link on my social media page as well on Twitter. Uh, on Monday, so you'll be able to follow us along. That's going to be uh, 10 a.m. Pacific on Monday, and then I'll have the show right here, Listen App, at 3 o'clock Pacific. So we got a lot of good things going on. Uh, by then, we'll have a couple of more uh, NBA games under our belt. We'll know who is the winner of the uh, PGA Championship and anything else that goes on between now uh, and then. Uh, of course, we'll break it down right here on Listen App. Always appreciate your support. Excellent calls today. Excellent calls. Really enjoyed the uh, conversation. I love the fact that we're getting outside the box a little bit. 
and really appreciate all the different calls. Uh, means a lot. And uh, for you fans of basketball, I hope that we can have a good game between now and Monday, right? Is that asking too much to have just one competitive game sometime this weekend in the NBA? Could we please do that? Please. That's my wish before we come back on Monday here on Listen Up. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Grant Napier saying so long. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.